Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Dr. Rhoda proposed uh, three topics for the next three episodes, and uh, I don't remember what they were. But the great thing is, the topic is all around memory. So, Dr. Rhoda, can you please remind me, and maybe I'll learn how to remember just three <laughs> items. Clever, Professor Marty. If you want to memorize new information, and who doesn't, right? We all need that ability to memorize on a regular basis. There are three components or three elements that go into being able to be an effective memorizer. The first one is to be able to focus. The second one is to be able to understand. And the third one is repetition. So the three components that make up effective memorizing are focus, understanding, and repetition. So for the next three podcasts, we're going to take a deeper dive into each of those elements. Today, we're going to take a look at focus, which I'm really excited about. If you're like me, you find it more difficult to focus today than you did five years ago. Yeah, I I think that's so true. And if you're curious about this, just, I mean, I just look at my kids and see how much they stay on task. And it is unbelievable how they're shifting from one thing to another thing to another thing. Uh, really and I amazing. Really, yeah, but I find it very true with me as well. Mm-hmm. I sit down to read a book or I sit down to do some in-depth like writing and man, it is hard to call my mind and focus. So, and I think part of this is due to electronics. I don't want to blame something. It's, it is what it is. I'm not anti-electronics. They're good, but it has changed. The more we interact with something, the more our brain wires to it. And it has changed the way our minds are, have been rewired well, by the use of technology. And just think, uh, during a typical day, how many times do you check your cell phone? Yep. I mean, it, it's hundreds. Hundreds, the statistics will yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 500. Um, and just think of the news, right? TV news to social media, we give short bursts of our attention, and then we move on to another object of our attention. And, and you're even seeing that in books. Mm-hmm. With uh, books now no longer, publishers want shorter books more compact because they, they know that yep. people have a difficult time really putting in the time necessary to read a really long book. And you're searching for something on the internet and you, what do you click on a link and what's the average time? Three to five seconds before you That's click on the next like It's there. It's not there. You're, you're clicking through stuff very quickly. So our minds, it's not a bad thing. There's a very good book out by the name of Wired that talks about how our brains are being wired because of technology. It's not a bad thing to be able to flip from thing to thing to thing to thing and process things quickly. That's not negative. But we don't want to have that at the loss of being able to focus and attend to something for longer term. We need to do both, which means we need to practice both. And if naturally life around us makes sure that we're practicing all those short bursts of attention, then we need to be intentional about having longer segments where we're focused and and attentive. If you want to test your ability to focus, I would encourage you to sit down with a good book and see how long you can read before your mind starts to wander. Ideally, we can focus for about 20 minutes, but many of us are struggling with focusing for that long. So focusing on one thing for a significant period of time can be really challenging. And so, and yet we know that we need to be able to focus in order to memorize. So how do we improve this for ourselves and for learners? Some of us think that it's okay to be multitaskers. In fact, many think they do things better when they multitask. Okay, just, just explain to the audience your take on multitasking, because I think a lot of us need to be reminded of this. Yes. So the brain is wired. The brain is designed by God, by the one who created it. We need to trust the manufacturer. And it is wired to be able to have us attend to one thing at a time. So if we attend to more than one thing at a time, 
i.e. multitasking, we might be able to do it, but we won't do it as well as if we just focus on one thing at a time. There's a fun little exercise I do with my undergrads in educational psychology to help them understand this because they typically think that they're very good at multitasking because they've done a lot of it. So here's our exercise. Just say the alphabet with me. So we're just going to begin saying the alphabet, okay? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, that's good. Now let's start counting towards 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, that's good. Now we're going to alternate. We're going to say a letter of the alphabet and then a number and alternate back and forth. So it's going to go like A, 1, B, 2, C, 3, D, 4, E, 5, F. All right. We're, we're going to stop there because I really don't want to embarrass myself. I guess that sums up my attention. No. We, we could do it if we really, really tried, but it's going to be slower. And it's not going to be as effective. So, so just just to take that point and, and elaborate on it, it's going to be slower. So, what does that tell us when we multitask and we think we're accomplishing this is the most effective way to do things? We're really tricking our brain because in reality, it will take us longer. We're kidding ourselves when we say that. Yeah, it's just not true. No human being is able to focus on two things efficiently as they can focus on one thing because it takes a moment for your attention to switch. Imagine you're driving through a city that you don't know and you're using your map navigation, okay? Now, you're driving along and if you're not using your map navigation and your eyes are on the road and somebody ahead of you slams on the brakes, your response time is pretty quick, right? Because you're focusing on it. You're seeing the brake lights go on. You hit your brake right away. If your eyes have shifted down to your navigation system and then you shift back up and notice that there's red lights, it's going to take you longer to put your foot on the brake, right? There again, multitasking. We're just not going to be as quick, not going to be as effective as we try to do two things at once. Another area that can distract from focus is daydreaming or what some call mind wandering. I'm a big fan of mind wandering. It's not a bad thing. It's actually very, very healthy for our minds. And I'm actually going to devote an upcoming podcast to this. But there's a time and a place for it. And if you're trying to memorize new information, this is not an effective time to be daydreaming or mind wandering. So we've got to figure out how to overcome that, self-regulate that. So today we're going to give you some tips on how to increase your focus and attention. Or I kind of am using those terms, focus, attention, concentration, interchangeably. But first, let's measure where you're at right now. So there are a couple of ways to do this. You always want to have a benchmark when you're starting out. And then if we're going to work on it to get better at it, see if we're making progress. So first, you can see how long you can devote to reading a book without being distracted. Okay, so maybe you set a timer on your phone, the stopwatch that keeps mm -hmm. running time. Forget about that. Don't be distracted by it. And then just dive into reading and see how long it takes for you to, before your mind starts to wander and focus off onto other things. Another way we can measure it is to take this little assessment. So here's a little, little quiz. Your focus is probably pretty good if you can do these three things. If you find it pretty easy to stay alert, if you already break larger tasks up into smaller tasks, and if you take short breaks and then you're able to get back to work. Okay, so I have a question here. Pretty easy to stay alert. It, does that take into consideration consumption of coffee or not? <laughs> I don't know if caffeine helps you. I got to tell you, I have been caffeine free for a month. Yes, it Dr. Is. Rhoda has been, and I have not, okay? <laughs> I am not up to that challenge. I was drinking entirely too much caffeine, so I just, I've gone cold turkey for a month, and it's been much easier than I thought it would be. So, so can you concentrate better? Uh, Do I want to answer that because I really enjoy my coffee, okay? Okay. Let me just say I have more clarity. That can mean what it wants you to mean. It may not be worth it for me. <laughs> um, you're, so that's, here's how to test if your focus, your focus may need some work. 
if you daydream regularly, like continuously, you're trying to read and you're daydream or you're trying to focus in a meeting and you're constantly daydreaming or you're in class and you're always daydreaming. So daydreaming regularly, if you can't block out distractions, if you hear every noise around you, you hear the ticking of the clock, you hear somebody clicking their pen, you notice somebody tapping their foot, you notice the car outside, you notice the air conditioner when it kicks on. If all of those things distract you, then that's, we can work on your focus. And if you lose track of your progress, what am I doing? What am I, what, what was I doing? What was I planning? Where was I going? So here again, we sometimes, I think, you know, there's attention deficit disorder, which means that people are distracted by things very, very easily. And that's a spectrum. Some people have it more severely than others. It's natural for all of us. All of us get distracted. And that's natural, especially if you're a seven or eight year old boy, it's going to happen. You're going to be active. You're going to be distracted. So, so with that knowledge, can you actually learn to concentrate more? Absolutely. Can you, can you expand the time length that you're focused? 100%. Concentration is a learned skill. No baby is born with the ability to concentrate. It's something we learn how to do. And some of us do it more naturally easier than others, but everybody can learn how to concentrate, focus, attend to things better. Let's take a look at some different tips to help us work on increasing our focus. First off, we wanna understand that our ability to concentrate is a learned skill. Like I said, babies aren't born with the ability to concentrate. The more you practice it, the better you'll become at it. So in that regard, it's like working a muscle. It's possible to increase our focus, but it isn't necessarily quick and easy. It does take time, it does take practice. So how could we practice it? Point number two, uh, we wanna make sure we're eliminating distractions. If you're doing a task that requires concentration, let's say you're writing a paper. Here's what I oftentimes tell my students. Research will tell us that if you're writing a paper and you're cruising along and you kind of get into the zone and you've set your phone aside and you said, I'm not going to look at text messages. I'm not going to respond to anybody. I'm just going to work on my paper. But then your little bling goes off and you're kind of curious, like who just texted me? Who wants to talk? And so, oh, I'm just going to look. I'm not going to respond right now. I'm just going to look and see who it is. So you look over and check at your phone and then you go back to typing your paper People who have studied this say that it takes typically about 15 minutes to get back into that zone you were in. So if in an hour's time you're looking at your phone three times, you'll get your paper written, but it might take you like 45 minutes longer to do it. That's pretty depressing. <laughs> it makes me think, though, when uh, when I'm typing on the laptop, now it, and, and I've changed this since, but initially you would always get the pop-up when an email would come in. Yeah. And so... Your mind is making a note, hey, there's that. I, I absolutely shut off all those notifications. Uh -huh. In a perfect world, I should even shut off the, the noise on my text, you know, and just uh -huh. not even hear the noise and just check it every so often. Uh -huh. That's kind of my next thing that I'm trying See, to work up the courage that, to do. Yeah, that's really, that's really <laughs> interesting, too, because when you pull up some articles... Yeah, based on sponsors, et cetera, on the side, they'll have ads that pop. Mm -hmm. And so you're trying to focus in on the article. And mm -hmm. that's really, really yeah, it is very distracting. for me to think about. So try to eliminate distractions. Do your work where you need concentration. If you're trying to memorize something, study something, go to a quiet place. Some people like some white noise. Some people like some noise around, some, around them. Some people need very, very quiet. I personally uh, focus best. I actually focus better with instrumental music on like classical music or piano music, something without words, because the words will distract me. And that actually helps me get into a place of con a deeper concentration than just having it totally quiet. See, that's fascinating because my daughter, well, she's going to be a senior in mm -hmm. high school. She, when she's really in the zone, she has classical instrumental music playing in the background. And then my younger brother, he always has some type of noise yeah. with, with everything. And for me, 
I really need, I mean, I put a headset on, the mm-hmm. silence, mm-hmm. and so that I can just really focus on what's at hand. So that's a kind of a learned over time. Absolutely. you got to figure out your style. Some people can do work very efficiently at a coffee shop. Other people notice every possible distraction, you know, and they need to be in a more quiet, secluded place. So it's just experiment with this a little bit. Find out where you can best concentrate. Oh, I like that. I could try different coffee shops <laughs> and see which one is most conducive to learning. There you go. Uh, so number one, our tip was understand that our ability to concentrate is a learned skill. So you can get better at this. Number two, eliminate distractions. Number three, focus on one thing at a time. Earlier I was talking about driving. And if you're, you know, you're looking at your navigation system on your phone or on your car, it's going to slow down your response time. Just try to do one thing at a time. Don't worry about going. One of my best friends was one time talking about how when she has to put off, she was in grad school, putting off doing work, you know, she'd go to get the laundry out of the machine and then the dryer. And then she'd take it out and there'd be one misplaced sock. So then she uses that misplaced sock. As she's walking to the bath- bedroom, she starts like dusting with it. <laughs> Just goes from one thing to the next mm-hmm. thing to the next thing. Kind of procrastinating and putting off the work that she needed to do. So just, you know, when you're... Be in the zone. When you're working on your work, you're working on your work. When you're doing laundry, you're doing laundry. And don't try to do both at the same time. Maybe just to add to that when you talk about focus. So one of my friends is uh, owns a business where he repairs cars. Mm-hmm. And he often says the best thing that has happened for his business is these new info systems. Mm-hmm. You know, because just like you said, it, the people are so into looking down instead of looking forward mm-hmm. that you know a lot of minor uh, fender benders, fender benders and, yeah. things like that, as well as texting all those other, those yeah. other things. So yeah. good. It really has increased. Focus on one thing at a time. And then the fourth t- tip I'm going to share is take short breaks. Your brain needs rest. And it's kind of like you lose your glucose glucose storage, you lose your ability, like you can really be diligent and vigilant and focused for about 20 to 30 minutes and then you start losing your ability to do that. So every so often, stand up, move around, get a drink of water, but short break and then come back and get focused again. Okay, so tell me a little bit more short break. Are you talking like five minutes? I would say- Just rough estimate or- Five, even all the way up to 15, depending on how long your project is. But you go much beyond that, and it gets pretty hard to get back into what you were doing. Okay, and then my other question is, when you're in the zone, like Mm -hmm. when you work, do you set a timer that says, hey, okay, I need to take a break? Or I I often wonder myself, if I'm in the zone, should I just keep push, 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 push until I'm out of it? Or would I be better to take a short break and then continue in that zone? If I'm in the zone, I never take a break. Okay. Because that's magic time to me. And I don't want to lose it and I'm really efficient. But when my mind starts to wander, that, or, you know, I Mm -hmm. go out, start coming out of the zone, that's when I get up, stand up, move around, take a break, check my text, whatever it might be at that point in time. And then take a short break, recalibrate, and then jump back into it. And um, another thing that what those breaks are good for your brain is working and processing. Sometimes I'll, I'll take my break when I'm doing some writing. I did this with this podcast and I went and took a walk. So, so here, here's the thing that I find so fascinating. So Dr. Rhoda with these podcasts, I simply cannot figure out. She somehow generates them every single week. And sometimes it's several days in advance. And sometimes it, it, it's, it's... This morning? It's... It, <laughs> And yet they're always quality. So somehow she has figured out, and I have not, she has figured out how to get myself in that zone to focus because she 
she does not tend to, at least visibly, it doesn't, deadlines don't seem to really face her, but she always meets them. Where I, on the other hand, start panicking and saying, oh, it's got to be done X number of days before. And then the quality of work, I mean, I turn it in, but to me, that's just really, really a unique gift that I simply don't have. That's kind and generous. I can do quality work. I just can't, I'm not patient enough to know the rhythm yeah. that, that, that says it, it, it is going to work out. And I think that just comes from doing it a lot. As you do it more, you realize that, okay, I set up a certain amount of time. That's what I have to get it done. And I need to get it done. And that's just in that time. And so um, I actually had this done last night, but I didn't send it to you till this morning. So sorry about that. No, no, it's, it's all. <laughs> but I did go take a walk in the middle of it because I just was at a little bit of a lock. I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go with it. And so I'd done my research read different articles, came up with my little draft, and then I was filling it in and I just wasn't going the way I wanted. So I got up and took a walk, came back and boom, it all lined up. So your brain is still processing stuff even when you're not focusing on it. It's just the way our brains work. They're working 24 seven all the time. When you're sleeping, they're processing. When you're walking, they're processing. When you're eating, they're processing. When you're working, they're processing. You know, I used to think as you get older, like you you would start mastering information. And, and now as I get older, I mean, just the research that's coming out, the Lord just keeps surprising us saying, well, he, he, here's a little bit more about how the brain works. And oh yeah, you know, here's here's even more on why that little bit more works. And you just, for me, I, it's just amazing. Your brain, I mean, I had such a simplistic point of view. I mean, you sleep, everything, your brain's working over time processing the information, your brain's processing information while you're doing other functions. It's just absolutely, it is a miracle on how the brain functions at the level that it does. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I think that the brain is truly the last frontier of science. You know, we might understand more how the universe works than than sometimes. I mean, it's just, God just keeps giving us little glimpses of what he wants us to understand, but there's so much of it that's just an absolute mystery. And what a blessing to be able to play around with that and try to understand what we do understand and then share that. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So again, just for, let me just re- recap a little bit here. So some tips to help you work on increasing your focus. First, understand that you can increase your ability. So you're capable of doing this. Number two, eliminate distractions. Number three, focus on one thing at a time. Number four, take some short breaks. Realize that your brain is working, but then get back at it. And just a few more activities to increase focus. Meditation is huge for this. Um, meditation where you just take a Bible passage and repeat it over and over and over and meditate it, just meditate on it, just a small portion of scripture. Or I oftentimes meditate with my breathing. I know it's very important to take, you know, healthy cleansing breaths. And so I'll just try to still my mind and focus on my breathing for five, 10 minutes and do it with some breathing exercises to just Still your mind, it's always going to be working. It's always going to be processing. I think people that meditate for years and years and years still can't ever get to a place to where their their mind is still and they're not thinking things. But just be aware of it. Just be conscious of all those little fragments of thoughts that are zipping out of your brain all the time. And just sit quietly and think about that, ponder that, consider that. The more you can do that, that's really going to help your focus and concentration. Another one that I like to do, repeat the Lord's Prayer over and over and over, focusing on each petition. So I'll set a timer on my phone for 10 minutes and then see if I can just keep petitioning the Lord through the Lord's Prayer for 10 minutes without getting distracted. And when my timer goes off and it like startles me, that's when I know I've increased my focus or it's a good focus day. And when you, you say your your insights are much, much deeper when you're yeah. able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And you really ponder all the, mm-hmm. instead of just saying them, 
in repetition. Um, you're truly pondering each yeah, petition. I, I used to, where, where you read the Bible in a year, mm -hmm. I used to be like, okay, I'm just going to read this, done, move on. Mm -hmm. and, and now I'm at a point where you can take one or two statements and then just keep revisiting them. And it becomes so much richer yeah. when, when, when you're rereading them and thinking and pondering, much more meaningful. A good friend one time challenged me to read Psalm 103 every day until I read it and no longer found a new insight in it. And I read it every day for over a year. And I think I could have kept on going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I still go back to it often. There's just, there's so much richness, but it's so easy to just quickly skip over things. But if we can focus and concentrate and attend to, there's such blessing in that. Here's a little more fun one. And if you have kids, this is a fun one. Go outside on a clear night and try counting the stars. And when you lose track, start over. <laughs> I tell you, it'll help you with your focus and concentration. Again, focus is similar to a muscle. All of us can increase it if we diligently work at it. So the three keys to memorizing information are focus, understanding, and repetition. And next week, we're going to take a deeper dive into understanding. And hopefully, we'll have a better understanding of understanding. In the Very meantime, good. Lord's blessings on your week. Our goal in 5 to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways on the topic of memorization, specifically on focus. Number one, it's really important that we embrace this notion that concentration is a learned skill. In other words, all of us can improve our concentration. Number two, if we wish to accomplish this, we need to eliminate distractions. So think about those things that are distractors and slowly work toward eliminating them so that you can create an environment where you truly can concentrate in a deep and meaningful way. Number three, remember, uh, focus on one thing at a time. We talked quite a bit about this in this episode. Multitasking is not productive when understood appropriately. Focus on one thing at a time. And number four, we had a great conversation on the need to take breaks at appropriate times. It helps your brain refresh and rest and helps you concentrate. And number five, I uh, can't stress this enough, really take the time to meditate. Take a Bible passage or, or, or another article and really give yourself time to deeply reflect and think on what, you're, what you've read. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.